Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity, who asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... The B word. (laughs) Wow! You mean butthole? Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Hi. Hi, Jen. You're tan. I am tan. You've got a gentle golden glow about you. Thank you. Well, where did you get this? Because it's certainly not here in uh, muggy, cloudy Chicago. Vacation's all I ever wanted. Oh, I thought you were going to keep going. I don't know the rest of the words. Uh, I went to the best state, Florida. Florida. Wait, so like the best... Worst state. Of the The United States? Oh, well, okay, wait, is it Florida or is it... So people disagree on what the worst state is. Indiana, Florida. New Jersey. But I went to Florida and got this golden glow, so maybe I think Florida's beating out Indiana. I think I also read that Indiana produces the most garbage out of every state. What? Metaphorically and literally. (laughs) So I did not get this this tan from Indiana. Oh. I got it from Florida. The gold, being on a beach. The Golden State, right? The sun sunshine. Yeah, the Sunshine State. Cool. So did you did you have Disney times? We did a little Disney. Fabulous. Did a little Disney. Yeah. Uh, saw some Star Wars stuff. There's not like a big Star Wars thing presence yet, but there still kind of is because Disney does everything big. And uh, I was like nerding out and like looking at all the little girls dressed as Ray and stuff, and it was awesome. And there was a I walked by a stormtrooper and he went, move along. Oh I was my like, God, no. yes, I oh. love it. Oh, I got the nerd shivers. I love <laughs> it. Stormtrooper just turned me along. Move along is the best. Um, here's, a, here's a question, Jen. Yes. So there appears to be a glow about you that is not necessarily from a tan. Hmm. Perhaps a positive life experience happened to you recently. In your life. It's true. I did go on Dubai Friday. No, that's not what I'm talking Well, I mean, you did. And that was a good episode. Thank you. So what happened was Trin and I have finally decided that <laughs> we are getting married. Just so, kidding. If, I'm sorry to all of the Jen and Trin shippers out there. Would they just be called, would they be called friendshippers? I think so. Oh my God. That's what our fandom is. Do we so, have a fandom? Um, I don't know if we have a fandom, but I would assume that there are people we are queer baiting and they are oh, yeah. the friendshippers. But I'm sorry, guys, but Jen is off the market. Your girl got engaged Woo! to a man. A man. I'm sorry about that. Disappointing. Everybody. I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is indeed to a man. I talk about him sometimes on this show. You may know him a little bit. <laughs> Let me think how I want to say this. Uh, I got engaged. I'm going to get married. I'm I really excited. excited. I really love how I've been asking you questions about this. And your your face has like, it's like half anxiety of talking about it and half like joy of the actual thing. And sunburn. Yeah. And so, well, you, so it's like, it's funny because like I can, I could tell you are very happy about this, obviously. But it's also like, do I want I know, to a tell couple, the uh, Exactly. A couple people are like, have asked me, which is the most flattering question. Are you going to talk about it on friendshiping? And I'm like. <laughs> Why do you care if I talk about our friendship? That is the coolest thing that you care what I'm going to say on the show. And that actually brings up another question, which is when the wedding happens next summer, 
Trent, do you think we should do friendshipping live before the ceremony? During. After the ceremony? During. Okay, yeah. got it. I that think sounds good. I'm going to live stream it on my phone. And, <laughs> You're going to uh, periscope it? So when I I went to a wedding recently and I held an iPad with the no. uh, the, the the wife's sister on it and just held it up. <laughs> that is really cute. Did I tell you that? No. I was in the Canadian mountains and I was holding her face on an iPad and she watched the the ceremony from the iPad. That's really sweet. And they got Wi-Fi and everything. Everything worked. Oh no, I I paid for a lot of of megabits. Got but it. Totally worth it. But so here's the thing. Yes. I will uh, not do that at your wedding, though. Oh. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not going to, like, have an open Google Hangout for everybody to pop in when they want to. That is really hilarious. I mean, I imagine that would be great for some people, but you're not a Skype wedding kind of girl. I don't think so. I wouldn't know if I want the internet there. <laughs> Jen, uh, not to take the limelight away from you, but I had, take it. I had a really important realization in my life what? recently. I've realized that... Um, my favorite candy is Lifesavers. Whoa. Which is really fucked up. Take Be- me through all of this. So Lifesavers, yeah. on par with Tootsie Rolls, Smarties. They're the shit candy you don't want on Halloween. However, if you get like a bunch of them and you just get that crunch on, mm. they're now my they favorite candy. They make your mouth so flavorful. I know. I'm super, super into it. And so, like, uh, last night I just slammed a whole, like, 15 Lifesavers. And uh, Here's a question I've been wanting to ask you. Know. you. Yeah, what's and it's up? completely unrelated. Yeah, what's what's going on? Are you on? someone that doesn't like wearing different socks? Yes, I am. I knew it. Yeah, yeah. I knew it. I knew it. Why? Well, well, you knew that because we've roomed together so much, and you've seen all of my matching pajama sets. Yeah, you do have a lot of matching pajama sets, and you bought me a matching pajama set. So that's you match yourself, and you match me. And we, we literally have matching pajamas and matching sweatpants, and we're wearing them right now. Yes. <laughs> No, so I am. matching unicorn costumes. I'm one of those people. Another completely unrelated tangent. Late on me. So, uh, Barlin Brando. Oh, our, you're almost friend? So, we, we've talked about this a few times that I have a friend from college slash, I think, maybe late high school that I would like to re-befriend. And we've been calling him Barlin Brando. Trin is seducing him with friendship. Yeah. And his wife, too. Yeah. It's, it's hot. Well, how's it going? Is it, hot, is hot it heating up? Hot, platonic action. So, okay, listen. So, uh, his Jimmy Eat World cover band is having a show. Oh, didn't you tell me about that? Yeah, yeah, we're going. Got it. Oh, we're going. Yeah, I put that on my calendar. And I was like, I'm... Should I talk about this on Friendshiping? It's like a new development because the show's happening mm. in Chicago. If you want to go, you can. Listen. You guys can go. Just be fucking chill about it. Friendshiping okay? meetup? Um, I don't know if it's a friendshiping meetup, but like, you know, don't tell him I'm trying to re-befriend him if you show up because of the podcast. Oh, I see. This is a secret. Yeah. This is a secret public meetup. Right. So listen, if you want to go to the show, this band is called Salt Sweat Sugar because of course it is. It's going to be at Reggie's Rock Club. If you care enough, Google it. And we're going to go to the show. We're going to sing Bleed American start to finish together. No one's going to be weird. No one's going to be weird. We're all going to be so super chill about this. Like needlessly chill. We're going to be so chill. It's going to be really good, guys. Also, um, I'm bringing a sippy cup and I'm going to ask them to make three gin and tonics inside of it so that I don't spill. Oh, good call. Isn't that a good move? Yeah. On yourself or on me. (laughs) All right, is that is that everything? Well, Trin and I haven't seen each other in many weeks, so that was our our rapid fire catch up. 
Should we do the question? This is a really good question. I love this question, and I would love it if you would read it. That would be the, the joy of my life. Wow. No pressure or anything. A few weeks ago, I confronted a friend of mine, who is also a coworker, about jokingly calling me a bitch. Heads up, we're going to say that word a lot in this episode. Lots of bitch. I told her that it hurt my feelings to hear her refer to me this way, even though it was a joke, because I felt like there was some resentment in her tone. I told her I've had her back in every situation, and if I could help it, I would never try to put her in an uncomfortable situation. Well, she didn't take it well. She became very defensive and basically told me to get over it because it's not what she meant. Boo. I decided it was better to move on because if the person I'm confronting is not willing to talk about it, I'm not going to keep trying. Plus, she told me she didn't want to talk in circles about it anymore. After she and I parted ways, I received a text from her, except it was sent by accident, and it was about me, (laughs) not Ah! to me. She was complaining about how I took her joke the wrong way and how she was sick of, quote, fragile people. I'm confused. She didn't want to talk in circles about it, but was so quick to complain to someone else about the situation. She called a few seconds after realizing her mistake, but I was too angry to speak to her and told her we'd settle it the next day when things cooled down. A couple of days passed, and she asked to speak with me after work. I was ready to reconcile under the right circumstances. She explained the reason she sent that text and basically blamed me for her actions. She said that if I hadn't confronted her, she would not have felt compelled to send that text. She admitted that she was irrationally angry and sorry that my feelings were hurt, but that she couldn't understand why I would feel that way. Now work is super awkward. I told her that we'd just continue as coworkers. I got the impression she still wanted to be friends, but I cannot have a healthy relationship with someone if I know they're quick to complain about me, especially when I'm very open to talking about our issues. Do you have any advice on how to move forward with my situation? She's getting petty about certain things like not telling me when there's a meeting, so I'm left in the office all by myself. I don't get how I'm getting punished for being upfront with someone that I considered my friend. So the ultimate question in this is, how do we continue having a comfortable working relationship with this person? However, for me and Jen, it's very important for us to pull this question apart for everybody else, because this is a more common situation than you probably think it is. Yeah, it's tricky, too. We got yeah. some naughty words in there. We got a we got a workplace. Right. Let's start off with, I would say, the text message, because I feel like this question revolves a lot around the text message of you're complaining about somebody and you accidentally send it to them because they're they're in your brain, you know. Jen is visibly shaking because this is a very frightening. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. It's, have you done that before? I've, I have. I have almost thought I did once. And the split second where I thought I did it made my mouth fill with like this sour, bitter, like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. It's oh, a yeah. horrible thing. I've done it. I, di- I did it once, but it wasn't actually a big deal. I was like lightly complaining about somebody. And then when I realized it, he was like, you fucking idiot. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like not that big of a deal. Yeah. So the text message actually, to me, is the least bad part of this. I agree. And here's why. Because it's very normal to vent. Absolutely. Especially to close friends who just, especially to vent in a way like, I just need someone to agree with me to help me get on with the situation. The text is hurtful, but let's remove that, I think. Oh, I there's totally way agree. bigger issues here. Oh, yeah. Like, I, 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 there is nobody on this planet who's your friend that doesn't vent about you sometimes. I mean, it might, be, it might be to, like, their mom. It might be to their cat. It might be, like, while you're in the shower, like, just, like, talking to yourself. I was going to say, you probably even do it in your own head. Right, right, right. Um, and, Jen, I really like what you said about just wanting somebody to agree with you and back you up. Like, a lot of people want that. And need it. Yeah. Even and, when they're wrong. And especially when they're wrong, like wanting to like a posse to like agree with the shitty thing you did. Everybody wants that. Everyone needs a group text of that. Yeah. 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 
It's like the, the main good function of the group text is the group vent and uh, justify. <laughs> What's justify? Like justify my actions. Oh, got it. Please make me feel better. Right. Please validate yeah. me. Validate me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Group group validation. I is... thought justify was like some app I hadn't heard of. And I <laughs> pictured it like justif dot I. And I was like, oh, no, what have I not? What's what? What have I missed on my vacation? Wow. Doesn't it sound like an app? I'm like justify would be like like an app for getting a lawyer right away, I feel oh, like. That's you know? good. Okay, somebody make it. Like, I'm not selling it. You could just take it. No big deal. Okay, so I think we've moved clear on from the text message. Yeah. Yes. What we think is a reasonable thing to be mad at is, man, this friend just dealt with this whole situation in completely the wrong way. Oh, my God. So she called you a word you don't like. Right. And then she doubled down and blamed you for it? Yeah. So you explained that you told her it hurt your feelings. And like, even though it was, it was a joke, I felt there was some resentment. Like you explained why you felt bad. And she was just like, bitch isn't a big deal. Fuck you. Yeah. Like that's almost completely the incorrect thing to do. Right. Yeah. Trin, what is the correct way to do when you say a word your friend doesn't really care for? Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Yeah. I'll try really hard not to use that around you again. Like, um, I, I would say explaining yourself in this situation is totally reasonable. Like, I didn't realize you felt that way about this word that I don't have this. Po- that, like, this is not a, a, a super important word to me. And I'll stop using that word with you in the future. Thanks for telling me. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, it doesn't matter what word it is. Like, if you told me that avocados are somehow triggering to you, I wouldn't give a shit. I'd stop talking about avocados around you. Is that that big of a deal? It's not that big of an ask. Yeah. Like, it's not unreasonable. Like, people have different reactions to different words. Like, okay, so the asker here is a she, her, and we're talking about a she, her. So we're assuming that these two people are women, identify as women, like have some kind of meaning with that term. There is never going to be a firm consensus among any marginalized group as to what the exact definition of what is offensive to that group is. Yes. Like there are definitely a million shades of gray. There's uh, the, the C word that people use to... Crone? Yes. Used to refer to a woman, especially in Britain. They love to talk about crones. Cheese face. Yep. Uh, and that will never have the same meaning to an American. In, and both of those people can be feminist. It's just that you have different personal histories with that term. And it's also about preferences and, like, and behaviors. We're never going to entirely uniformly agree as a marginalized group, whether it's women, whether it's it doesn't really matter. So all you have to do is what you did was you, you played it by ear. You tried to be forgiving. You correct things when you can. You speak up. That's the only way that we can live in a society together. You named your terms. Yes. And one of your terms is please don't call me that. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfectly fine. Even jokingly, please don't call me that. Completely acceptable. And your friend reacted very badly. Yeah. I just I want to reiterate how you had the right response by explaining because, I mean, again, bitch is such a common term. There's that Meredith Brooks song. Meredith, Meredith Brooks is actually coming on the show next week to talk about it. Oh, thank did you. Did you set you yeah, sent I the sent ask? her an email and she said she replied immediately from oh. her personal sent from her iPhone. So thanks, Meredith Brooks. Yeah. Um, sent from Meredith on the go. Yeah. <laughs> 
But like it's such it's one of those words that's so inside of our vernacular. And there's a lot of like taking it back. Like I love calling people a, a bad bitch when they do cool things. I have had such a complex relationship with this word and it's just me. You know, like it's just like one, my like even internally, my own opinion on this word has changed so much over the years. And like, I remember my first like awareness of the importance of the word was young. I think I was like nine or 10 and I have an older brother and I was overhearing one of his friends talk to my brother and they were talking about a girl that was like kind of come over, hang out with them. And the friend was not really excited about it. So he said, this is a little triggering, by the way. He said, so is the fat bitch coming? Wow. And it was in that moment where I was like. Oh my God, that is so rude. That, that is was the a, shittiest. That is a shitty, shitty way of s- describing a woman. And that, w- that was when, like, I, this, I'm sure I heard it before then, but that was my light bulb moment of like, whoa. Yeah. And then I didn't use the word for maybe the next 12 years. And now my relationship with it is involved. And now I use it a lot. Jen, and I feel like what's super important about the, that, those two words together is that he was just boiling this person down to how they could be useful to him. You know? I know. Like, oh, she, like, being fat, there's nothing wrong with that. Being a bitch is kind of awesome. <laughs> I know. And man, I didn't have the feminist vocabulary to understand what I was hearing, but I got this nasty feeling. And, the, the, you know, the thing was, I knew this girl and uh, she she kind of like hung around with like my brother's friends a lot. She was kind of on the periphery. And I personally didn't care for her that much because I saw her a lot, but it didn't matter in that moment. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to stick up for this this girl forever. And fuck you. Yeah, it wasn't like, I find her disagreeable. She's a disagreeable person. It's like, no, she's this, and that's all she is. Horrible. Like, man, I think that was when friendshipping was born in the back (laughs) of my head. I was like, no. I have a completely different personal history with bitch. Tell me. So um, I grew up in a very loud, ostensibly Italian-American family. And my grandma was one of seven sisters, one baby brother that we called Uncle Babe because <laughs> he was the baby. And I have so many black and white pictures of those seven bitches just sitting around a table smoking and laughing together, which is like the best thing I've ever That's heard. That's awesome. And so like, you know, my aunt uh, Rose would just be like, come here, you little shit. Like, you little bitch. Like, we all talked to each other like that. And it was all like very endearing. Like, my mom and I will still text each other, like, how you doing, bitch? I love this. It's like your love language. It is. Italian is really just a subset of white people, obviously. But, like, within that just inherited culture, it was loud. It was bombastic. It was, like, swearing, but we love each other. And, like, yeah, we're crying one second and we'll be laughing the next. And, like, and that was, like, really important to to me and, and, and to my family. So, bitch was really a term of endearment for me for a long time. It actually took me, this is a crazy thing to say, but I was 22 and I was in college and um, I had been in the vagina monologues. I had been very active in feminism. And for me, like I was like, oh yeah, take back bitch and everything. But I was out with some friends at like drinking and somebody called somebody else in the group a bitch. And in that moment, I was like, oh, wow. I don't know if this word is fully taken back yet, if men are still using it to describe a, a woman who is annoying to them. Right. I Yes. An inconvenient woman is An a inconvenient woman. Uh, bitch, bitch often means she didn't laugh at my jokes or she wasn't an accepting recipient of my, of my brand of comedy or uh, she has an opinion that I don't like or an opinion about me that I don't like. 
So how how did your like relationship with the word evolve after that? I, I feel like I wanted to become more specific in my language going forward. I still use the word bitch, like, you know, casually and, and in, in a non-offensive way, mm-hmm. in a way that is like colloquial or like, oh, bad bitch or whatever. But if somebody told me like, hey, don't use that around me, why would I not? Absolutely. I mean, Trin, you and I use it with each other maybe thousand times a day. Sure. But I have other... <laughs> Good <laughs> so, estimate. Yeah, I have a, a friend group that that isn't too, too keen on the word, so I, I tone it down. You know, like people have different reactions to swear words and particularly this one. And like it is just respect them and always lean away from using it if you're unsure. Yes, I totally agree with you. I I always like to uh, to say err on the side of caution in most social interactions. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So ultimately, I don't think that the friend is wrong for using the word bitch. She's wrong for saying uh, I am in the right entirely, and you are wrong for being so fragile. Oh, man, that is such an aggravating thing to hear, to be called fragile. You are going to be called sensitive and fragile. This is the universal, the royal you, Yeah, because I think this applies to a lot of people. You will be called sensitive and fragile, perhaps a snowflake, many times in your life, to your face, behind your back. Being sensitive does not mean you are also not tough as hell. Absolutely. Man, I had such a negative reaction to being called sensitive until I had a therapist when I was 20. And he was the most amazing person. Uh, I think I've talked about him briefly on the show. He was a chaplain at my university, which is, which, you know, at first I, did, I wasn't keen on reaching out to someone who had strong religious ties, but because um, I personally don't, it wasn't, it wasn't my view, but that wasn't really how he taught or, or did counseling. And the first time we ever sat down to talk, my first time ever talking to a therapist, he was like, you know, maybe you're like me. Maybe you run a little sensitive. And he said it just so gently like that. And this guy was someone who, but before he took a job at my university, he did uh, counseling and therapy for people in prison. Oh, wow. And he soon left his job at the university to go uh, to go to a small town in Alaska where uh, there was a teen suicide epidemic. So he was bringing his therapy and counseling on the road to go help out this town. He's a, an American hero. Yeah, he was also hugely muscular, bald, tattooed. And I was like, this guy says he's sensitive. And I was like, and then I had another, yet another light bulb moment for young Jen. I was like, oh man, being sensitive is not a bad thing. Being sensitive is awesome. It means you can feel. Right. Okay. Oh, I'm sensitive. Oh, I have emotions and I'm empathetic to people. Thanks. How awful. Oh, no. Why don't you oh. give me another compliment? Right. It's kind of like calling somebody like a, a slut. It's I know. Like, oh, I have sex. I enjoy myself. Oh, no. Wow. Why don't you tell me I dress nice or my hair looks good next? It's like you'd, I, I was kind of like jotting down some notes. And I at first I wrote that the word sensitive is often used offensively. But you know what? It's actually used defensively. It is I said this shitty thing and now I need to defend myself by saying, oh, no, what I, the mistake I made was not that bad. It, the problem's actually you. Yes, exactly. Oh, my God. What I did is fine. You're actually the one with the problem. And that's exactly how this friend has been acting through the entire question. Over and over again. Yeah, like they have had absolutely no self-reflection whatsoever, which is crazy to me. I think they're really digging their heels in yeah. because they really know that they're in the wrong it's, you know what? Maybe they don't even yeah, know. Like, maybe they don't. It doesn't matter, actually. Right. What matters is how, how they treat you. And they're being awful. This is super bonkers to me just because I feel like when you're talking about disagreeing about words to describe women, marginalized groups, this is 
a topic somebody, you should probably tune in your sensitive ear, you know? You probably want to take a step back and meta-think. It is so weird to me that being a woman, she is still not thinking about her actions. I know. Okay. There's so much precedence for not liking the word bitch. Leslie Nope doesn't like the word bitch. Yeah. She said it's her second least favorite term for a woman. Which I'm assuming C word is number one. Crone? Yeah, crone. definitely. Crumpet? No one likes to be called a crumpet. No. No one likes to be called a cuck, I tell you what. <laughs> Could you say a cuck? A cuck. Oh, God. I can't, you know. <laughs> I'm reclaiming the word cuck. I was thinking about cuck today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was, I was cucking it up. A specific cuck? <laughs> no, no specific cucks. Uh, but I find it so funny when, like, progressive or liberal people use it. Oh, I know. I find it funny when anyone uses it. Do you remember? I don't. I don't know if did I dream this up that we had somebody sent a bunch of shirts that said "cuck" on them to the office. That seems like something we would do. It, it seems or have happened to us. Vaguely real. Would you wear a cuck shirt? No. <laughs> I love it though. I would consider wearing a cuck shirt. I would wear a shirt that said "I'm with cuck." <gasps> That's so funny, Jen. <laughs> This is why you're a comedy writer. Wow. Thank you. You know, there are lots of reasons, but this is one. That's so sweet that you think my stealing that joke is an original idea. (laughs) I love you. I'm with cuck is very funny. (laughs) It just is. I love it. So I feel like we've kind of like put together, okay, if you are in this situation and somebody uses a word that you don't like, speak up. Listen, have a conversation. It's not that big of a deal. Just stop using the word. It's like, don't think too hard about it. Why are you thinking so hard about it? Move on. So now we are at the point where this person, the, the offender here in this situation, mm-hmm. is now making life harder for the asker. Of course they are. At work. The irony of all of this is this person is kind of a bitch. A huge bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I love it. I wonder if we should edit that out. Who no. cares? No, don't edit. This is why I don't want to edit it out. One, because it's very funny. Oh, thanks. And two, two because it's like... I write comedy. <laughs> I love you so much. Uh, and two, because uh, I think that we're having fun with this, you know? And like... I, I want this person to come hang out with us. Yeah. And we can be like, that friend sucks and is uh, your version of this word. Whatever word you want, baby. Because I want you to go back to work with some strength and your head held high now. Yeah. With the understanding that like, wow, and I learned a lot. I learned something very important about my friend slash coworker. Like maybe they're not a very good friend. And not. I'm, put some professional distance here. Like keep it polite, neutral. But man, it is not up to you to be more accommodating to this person now who spent no time being accommodating to your very simple need. You know, I'm rereading the second to the last question. Network is super awkward because I told her that we'd just continue as co-workers. I got the impression that she still wanted to be friends, but I cannot have a healthy relationship with someone if I know they're quick to complain about me. So I'm not saying you should forgive this person. I am going to say, however, that the least, again, that the least bad thing that they did here was complain about you. I agree. I mean, that's not really part of the most important part of this narrative, I think. I Super. To super me, I am so. really worried that they that they jokingly called you a bitch and then really doubled down on it. Right. And try to completely erase your feelings. If there was ever a point in this that maybe we glossed over just because for you, the most significant part is the text message. If there was ever any point in the situation where you where she was saying something like, I'm going to change my attitude 
Or, you know what? I'm sorry. I was really mad in the moment and I acted like garbage. Um, I'm not saying you need to be friends with this person again. What I am saying is they hit on the actual problem there. And that and maybe you can be a little friendlier with them, knowing that it is so human to complain about people. I know. And I know it feels weird to be complained about. Yes. I know it makes you question your friendship with other people. I have been in the situation where I've heard someone complaining about me and it distorts your reality because you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I didn't even think of anything of that interaction. And now they're over there complaining about it. Oh, God. Oh, God. Now every interaction I've ever had, someone's complaining about. No, 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 no. That's not happening. The world continues to turn. People continue to talk, love each other, complain. All of this is normal. You're still the same person. You're still great. You're still loved. This one person had complained to you about complained via text message, which is, again, very normal. It's okay. And now I'm reading the last uh, paragraph that she's getting petty about certain things, like not telling me when there's a meeting. So I'm left in the office by myself. That's not fair. I just, what an... A shitty, irrational response to this. This person might suck. You know, this person might really I'm suck. I'm not going to invite them to my wedding, <laughs> but I'm going to invite everyone else. <laughs> We're all going to join via Skype. <laughs> so how about this? How Now what, Jen? Now what? I don't know. Get her fired. <laughs> At this point, this feels to me... If it's bleeding into your work life, it's an HR issue. I know, right? Yeah. Like if you're being mistreated at work, you got to bring this to the higher power and write this down. Yeah. <laughs> write down the times that you were left alone in the office and abandoned. And I know it feels weird to take notes on yourself, but like you need to do it. Yeah. And when you, when and if you decide that it would be in your best interest to talk to HR, because obviously you would know better than we do, you might not even have HR. Let's find out. Um, the bitch part doesn't matter. The bitch part is your personal situation with her. She does suck, but it's irrelevant to what HR needs to know. The text message complaining, completely irrelevant. What's important is that your ability to do your job is being infringed upon by a petty ass bitch. Here's what, <laughs> say it exactly like that. Petty ass bitch. Petty ass Bitch. Yeah. Where did that come from? Okay, so here's what you're going to do. To get the wording correctly, you're going to go to askamanager.com. This website is so good. Yeah, it is. You're going to lose hours of your life reading all the nutso wackadoodle questions, and you're going to feel better about your own situation because, man, at least you're not in that situation. That's going to happen. That's definitely going to happen to you. Yes. You're going to find the way to talk to a manager, a supervisor, HR, someone to say, we had a disagreement outside of work, and now it's impacting. It's impacting how I'm treated. Yeah, and at the very least, what they can do is point you in a direction that you can bypass this person. Exactly, you need an avenue to bypass them. They shouldn't be the person that makes sure you're in the meeting now. Someone else should do that. Yeah, it, it make some new allies at work. It's time. Um, and if this person, it seems like this person must be in charge of the schedule because otherwise, how would they? Right. Um, I, then this this is something that absolutely needs to be worked out at work. But again, the personal situation is outside of work. That doesn't need that doesn't even need to be resolved. You're resolved in that you don't want to be friends with them. You want to be coworkers. That is a perfectly acceptable resolution. And if they can't accept that and be a professional, they suck. They suck a lot. And the world should know. <laughs> Well, we decided that we have time for a second question. Yeah, we're having a second question. Because 
a fast one. Um, so let me uh, read it. It's got nothing to do with bitches. Hi, friends. I'm having a weird time with some feelings about my friend, Jack. We used to be pretty close, going on adventures and sharing some cool interests. Then I started dating someone and Jack fell off the radar. He stopped inviting me to hang out. And even when our whole friend group was together, it felt like there was a wall when I talked to him. I don't want to assume anything about his feelings, but I felt weird and sad about it. And I wanted to find a way to address the situation. I never quite did. And we never talked about it. Fast forward about nine months. I'm no longer dating the person I was with. And coincidentally, I have seen a little bit more of Jack. It feels friendlier now, and we're slowly working back towards a normal rhythm, hanging out with our friend group, sending each other music recommendations, and so on. I'd like to get back to being close pals, and part of me wants to talk to him about that weird roadblock we had. Slightly complicating the matter is the fact that I had a sexy dream about him, and I'm aware that there's some latent attraction in the mix. At the end of the day, I missed having Jack in my life, and I would just like to continue rekindling our friendship. How do I organize my feelings and work on being a better friend? Thanks, she, her. So, do you want to continue rekindling your friendship? Or do you want to get kindling something else? Do you want to get smooching? It kind of sounds like you want to bone down. It sounds like you want to, well, so bone down, maybe emotionally even. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean, I mean, bone down. Get your emotional bone on. I have an emotional boner. I'm rock hard for emotions. We're going to squish feelings together. I have a friendship erection. (laughs) Oh, God, Jen, no. Uh, No, listen. Okay, here's the thing. Would you have mentioned the sexy dream if you didn't want to give him the touches? If you didn't want us to know about it. Why do you want us to know that? Also, uh, Also, there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Right. Absolutely. None of of what we're saying here is bad, by the way. We're teasing you like girls. (laughs) We're having girl talk. Good-natured talk. Girl talk. Chit-chats. So listen. Okay. Jack... To me, and obviously I'm not in this situation, I only have what you're telling me, but based on what you're telling me, he doesn't want to be friends. Jack fell off the radar when you started dating someone. Men do this. Yeah. People do this. Yeah. And it's pretty telling. Listen to your instincts here. How curious that Jack doesn't want to hang out when you're not available for him. Right. Some people will hear that and think that's shitty. No. It's actually, I think, a responsible thing to do. Totally. Oh, I completely agree, Jen. Yeah. Like, he wants to be in your stable of men. He wants to be in your stable. And if you have a primetime stallion that you're riding full time, then he doesn't want to be in that stable. He doesn't want to be the stable boy. He wants to be the Clydesdale that runs off with you into the Kentucky wilderness. <laughs> that happened to me. I know. <laughs> I know. You got lost for 20 minutes. It was a bit rough. So I, I think that... It, the very the, the very first thing you have to do is actually sort out, do you want to be friends with this person and does he want to be friends with you? Because from this question, it sounds like neither of those things are true. It sounds like you want to be more than friends. It sounds like you want to be kissmates. Do you want to kiss? It's okay to kiss. And it's okay to kiss and, and just like, you know, put, put a toe in, you know? Dip a toe in that water? Dip the toe into the smooch waters. You don't have to be fully dragged under the tide. It's okay. Do they... <sighs> Maybe, hmm, would someone email us asking permission to kiss someone else? Yes. They would? Okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. Do you need permission to kiss? We're giving you permission granted, my bitch. Yeah, you've got a full ride scholarship to Kiss Kiss University. It's really okay. Funded by the Science Ambassador Scholarship. (laughs) 
Applications open fall 2018. Is that all true? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. No, of course it is. It didn't just stop. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say about this. So you said I'd like to get back to being close pals. No, you don't. Uh, And you want... (laughs) (laughs) I just blew out my microphone laughing so hard. Uh, You want to talk to him about the weird roadblock we had. That is actually a good instinct. That's a really good idea. I feel like you'll really uncover some important information. Yeah. Just be honest. Say, hey, I noticed this pattern and I'm single now. I have some perhaps latent feelings for you. Are you open to exploring that? I don't know. I just got out of a relationship, but I think it's worth talking about at this point. I think that's great. You said, how do I organize my feelings and work on being a better friend? I don't see anything in, in here that indicates you're a bad friend. Absolutely not. Nothing nothing is jumping out at me as like red flags or something you might want to keep an eye on. Yeah. I mean, you let him dip out of your life when you were dating somebody and you were cool with that because that's kind of how things were going at that point. Um, how do I organize my feelings? I mean, to me, how to organize my feelings is to decide to have that conversation of, hey, do we want to? And it might not work out. And honestly, if you cannot imagine having that conversation, that might be a good indicator that, yeah, maybe we shouldn't. Yes. Thoughts on that, trend? Oh, totally. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I would say that the only potentially wrong move, and it's not even wrong, especially because they know they're, again, you know the situation better than me. I would say the only iffy move would be like, oh, let's pretend to be friends now. Right. Like, let's pretend this is totally normal. Right. Let's pretend that all past behavior is no big deal. Like, it's, I think that, I think you can say that there's a pretty clear narrative here. And I mean, and it could very well just be a coincidence. You can say that. Like, is this a coincidence or is this something else? I just kind of want to talk it out. I think that's really wise conversationally to like give the person an out. Right. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. So in conclusion, either have a good conversation about potentially being kiss friends or leave it alone. And just kind of let him be in the periphery of your friend group, Uh, because it's pretty clear that there's some romantic leanings here. And if you just pretend that you're platonic pals, I'm not sure if that does anything for you. It might be fun to be like, we're flirty friends. Yeah. And if you're cool with that, you are. But I don't think you would have asked this question. If you were totally cool with it, I don't think you would have emailed us. Right. You would have just been like, oh, cool. My friend's back. Oh, cool. My friend's back and we flirt with each other and it's fun. Right. Take it from me. I'm engaged now. What if all my <laughs> advice was different? Oh, that would be so weird. Um, can you start out every uh, every answer as as a recently engaged fiance? Oh you know what I learned that you're supposed to say congratulations to the man and best wishes to the woman. What? Why? Traditionally, because congratulations on acquiring your bride. Ew. Good luck, bitch. Wow. Right. <laughs> Good, good luck with your new job yeah. as wife. One day, turn, turn. we're going to sit down and you're going to help me. Un, we're going to completely ungender my wedding. I am all about it. Yeah. Let's record it and put it on the internet. That, we should. That should be an episode. That would be a really good episode. Well, I guess this is everything, right? Yeah, I turned it back to being about me. So I think that's a good sign. It's time to wind down. I like bookending it with personal gen information. <laughs> <laughs> this has been friendshiping with Jen and Trin. Trin information. Oh, That's no. what I would have said had I thought of it a second ago. Gen information. Mm. In nah. Jen for Matron. Nah. Mm. No. Let's quit while we're ahead. Cool. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. If you would like to buy garbage from us, you can at the Friendshipping <laughs> If you want to go to a Jimmy World concert, 
It's not a real Jimmy World concert. It's a tribute band concert, and it'll be fun. Google, like, salt, sweat, sugar or something. If you care enough, you'll Google it, whatever. Be chill about it. Um, <laughs> what else do we say? Oh, thank you to Lauren Gallagher for doing our design work, uh, and congratulations. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Alex Cox for making the studio work. Thank you to Molly Lewis for your beautiful theme song. And thank you, bitches, for listening. You're welcome. <laughs> For talking. You're welcome for talking. <laughs> Forgot my line. You friendship at the problem. We have been recording for I don't know how to read this. Oh, I can I can help. <laughs> <laughs> We've been recording for 120 beats a tempo.